When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So they wanted a stable presence, a guy without a lot of scandal, so they hired someone who killed Steve. Yeah, the LSU way. Just going to put that out there just so uh, we don't get sued. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, well, thank you for that. I'm not sure whether I should be offended or taken as a compliment, but, but you know, <clears throat> go on. Put them both in a jousting tournament. It, none of it matters. Texas A&M going to go 8-4 this year and half those kids are going to transfer. Are you sure? Welcome back to your regularly scheduled programming. Kieran and I are back. Uh, Finally. Kiernan, yeah, I we had no episode last week. I was in Las Vegas. Did not come back married, unfortunately, which is a shame. Uh, I have to say that. I have to say that because my girlfriend listens to every episode. <laughs> but is she going to call you out on it or something? Um, I don't know. If I didn't mention it, she wouldn't say anything, but she'll probably mm. say, she'll probably text me damn right, unfortunately, when she gets <laughs> through the intro. It's all passive-aggressive texts and comments throughout your day. <laughs> yeah, no, she's not too passive-aggressive, actually. It's it's pretty nice. nice. I, I enjoy it. Uh, I've dated passive-aggressive people. I was raised by a passive-aggressive person. It's not fun. Mm. But, uh, yeah, didn't come back married. I debated telling one of my bosses, like, I have a ring, not for her, a ring I got in Ireland that's a band. I debated wearing it on Monday, my first Monday back, and just going, Dan, I'm sorry I disappointed you. I got married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, you should have. That would have been so funny. But unfortunately, I work in a factory, and I got my hands on uh, computers all day. I didn't want to mess up the ring or lose it, so I didn't yeah. do that. But I went into his office and said, Dan, I didn't get married. Are you proud of me? He just <laughs> rolled his eyes. I was like, okay, I'm going to leave. But, Karen, how was your week off from the podcast? It was uh, eventful, to say the least. Um had to go to the hospital but for myself for someone else uh leave it at that because i'm not going to get into it but it was uh it was fine it was fine it was all dandy yes yeah, so, uh, well, video Karen, games <laughs> nice i i didn't put your your stuff out there i didn't say like what you're doing i said you had to oh, handle yeah, some fine. stuff but thank you to jared from the corner booth for stepping in for kiernan always appreciate him uh, check out the Corner Booth podcast releases, I believe, Wednesday, and they go live Thursday, or releases Tuesday, and they go live Thursday. I don't know. The Corner Booth pod is their social media handles. Go follow them. Check them out. Uh, while doing the topics this week, Karen, I felt like we missed so much stuff, but then looking back, we I feel like we didn't miss too much. No, we missed some big upsets, maybe. And, uh, you know... We can kind of rattle off those, you know, if if need be. But like, I I agree. It's it's mostly been in the past week ish that the stuff has happened. So we're all ready to ready to go and talk yeah, about it. Yeah, it's perfect. The the college football world knew that we were taking a hiatus for a week, so they waited for all the shenanigans to go down. Yeah. Uh, someone who did not wait and actually took care of his shenanigans earlier in the season was Mel Tucker. Uh, the Michigan State, I feel bad calling those shenanigans, but uh, yes, Michigan yes. <laughs> State inquiry found that he did sexually harass Brenda Tracy. I Not much to talk about. I don't know what else we would have expected the yeah, was... investigation to find. Like, once they fired him, you knew, like, oh, they found some shit. Yeah. It's, 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 it's really more of a waiting game until they make it public and how much of it's going to how much of it's going to trickle out early, you know, this is exclusive breaking. You heard it here first sort of BS, but yeah, it's, it was pretty open and shut case. Yeah. And Michigan state, even with this still with firing Mel Tucker, this is not the only reason they're making news for all the wrong reasons. Uh, it was a big weekend for Nazis. Uh, first <laughs> off, Virginia beat UNC in the upset. So good on you, Charlottesville. Try to, keep your tiki torches away for a little bit just to make sure but also 
Uh, Michigan State is in hot water for running a trivia contest. Not a contest, just a trivia. Like, they do them in the movies a lot. Like, oh, yeah, who's yeah. this actor? Uh, Michigan State was doing one, and one of the questions was, where was Hitler born? And it had a picture of Hitler on their jumbotron. Yeah. Not exactly what you'd call a wise decision for a trivia question. There are lots of trivia questions, and you has happened to pick the possibly the worst person and like oh where was he born like come on half an ounce of thought and you would have done better yeah they claim that it's they just threw a youtube video up there and they didn't vet it out appropriately which why yeah uh, it's not hard to make one of those videos yeah or so or powerpoint presentation and hit run like, yeah, or better yet, just watch the video before you put it up. Yeah, how long is it going to take? 45 like, minutes? Like, yeah. at most? Like, I feel like they probably start running it half an hour before kick. No, not even half an hour before kickoff. Like, an hour before kickoff, and then they stop half an hour before, or 15 minutes. Like, this was such an avoidable thing. As yeah. with all Michigan State scandals right now, <laughs> this was so avoidable. Just don't do it. It, it seems really easy, and you'd think that anyone with oh. half a brain. Also, why would they not just do Michigan State trivia? Yeah. You're at a fucking Michigan State game. Yeah, you're. I mean, there's plenty of Michigan history. Michigan, the whole state of Michigan is currently just taking L after L after L. The only currently good thing happening in Michigan is that the Detroit Lions are looking like a competent football team. And that's about it. And they still have losses. I mean, they're only two losses, but still, they still have losses. And that's the only yeah. thing going from them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, also, check out Motor City Realists, uh, Detroit podcast on the Bailout Podcast Network. 99% sure that's their name. Uh, but yeah, and you alluded to it, obviously Michigan is also in some hot water, although not for sexual harassment and finagling with Nazis. Uh, Michigan is in hot water for a Spygate situation, similar to the Patriots back in 2007 and prior a staffer, Connor Stallions, which is a fake name, by the way, <laughs> like that's, that's <laughs> not a real, that's the name that they would give him when he's going to these games. Like, that's not a real person's name. No. But anyway, he allegedly was going to games, paying people back to buy tickets to go to games, to record the other team's sidelines, and got in trouble or got caught. They're investigating it. Uh, some people are having weird reactions. Uh, I saw a Penn State fan, not Kiernan, someone else, comparing it to the Joe Paterno, Jerry said Dusky saga. No. It's like, oh, it's like Penn State got all these penalties for Jerry Sandusky. I wonder what Michigan's going to be. And then reply, just to be clear, I'm not saying it's just as bad, but they got a competitive advantage. No, like, it doesn't matter. They were institutional issues on both sides. One was way worse than yeah. spying on other teams. Yeah, one, one was... One was a legitimate, horrendous multitude of crimes, and the other one was somebody trying to get advantage on a t on a team in sports like yeah. that. They are not even no. on the same vicinity no. Of, no. of of improper, uh, uh, you know, uh, whatever. Just improperness, yeah. I guess. No, I I only brought it up because it was so absurd. I'm not saying there's any crazy. And then Tennessee oh, yeah. fans are saying that Connor Stallions was at the Tennessee-Vanderbilt game last year and gave the recordings to Michigan. Then Michigan gave the recordings to South Carolina because apparently they didn't want to face Tennessee in the playoffs. I don't know. And that's why South Carolina beat them 63-7 to or whatever it was. Do These people would make terrible spies. Yeah. Like, you keep the circle small. You don't give the information to other schools. No. And and also, way to leave, like, the most obvious of paper trails. You're Venmoing people back for games and things like that. Like, if you go oh. back and you look, and you look, if he even did, if anybody from Michigan traveled to 
to Tennessee for that game. You're just like, uh, okay. Like that's the most obvious, you know, connect the dots. Stop Venmoing people for stuff. If you want uh, something allegedly to- that game was in Vanderbilt and one of the staffers is from Nashville. So he was, it was like a logical thing. Oh, he'll just go over Thanksgiving break. Cause he's in the area. So I don't know. That's what they said, but it, the dude who, allegedly did this Connor Stallings is also a weirdo he wanted to take over the Michigan program and wrote a 550 to 600 page document he called the Michigan Manifesto and people have made this joke online a lot and it's true Michigan does not do great with people writing manifestos <laughs> i.e. Ted Kaczynski <laughs> so uh, maybe he should have called it anything else yeah seriously it, what was he even going to do? I I don't know. Just spy okay. on teams, allegedly. But, Katie, it raises the question. Do you think that this was wrong? Do you think Michigan should be punished? Uh, for sign stealing, no. I think it's a stupid... It's a stupid thing to get a penalty for. Because here, here's the thing. You can just watch the broadcast of the game. You know? Like... yeah. It's it's on it all the highlight reels. You know, there's cameras in literally every possible angle. Just watch the game if you want to figure out what they're doing. Like, it doesn't take a genius to figure that out. Yeah, the NCAA is or people, and maybe the NCAA. I've not heard what they've said about it yet. I've kind of been like, well, it's the fact you recorded the sidelines. I have so many pictures of Alabama sides. Really, they're punishing Michigan for hiring college football fans. That's that's what it comes down to, guys. Being a college football fan is illegal in 2023. Thanks, liberals. I appreciate it. <laughs> like, Jim Harbaugh has two blemishes on his record at Michigan in the last four years. He loves sandwiches too much, and he wants to show, share his love of sandwiches with other people. And he hires people who love college football. Like where's the crime? Yeah. It, it it's, it's stupid. It's not a, it, it's a dumb. And I don't know if they're like going after him for this, for the whole recruit thing, but like, it's, it's such a dumb way to, to try and like suspend him or do whatever, because it, it's ultimately every single team can just watch some film and then go, oh, you know, when they signal this, you know, this hand signal down means they're running a triple option or something. I, I don't know, but it's, it's pointless because it's such an easy thing to do. Yeah. And I mean, this is also a pretty easy solution. Mm-hmm. Allow them to use microphones in their helmets. Like the fucking NFL does. Hmm. Shocker. Uh, Gallaudet University. It actually, and they were featured in a Duracell commercial. That school, for those who don't know it, it's for deaf people. They do have a football team. And they invented the huddle. So the other team didn't see what the quarterback was doing, like drawing up plays on his hand or like on his jersey or something. Uh, they were featured in a Duracell commercial where it will pop up the play on like a little display in the quarterback's helmet. Mm-hmm. Another pretty easy fix because someone already developed it. There are so many solutions to this. It's, I think, even if this was some mastermind thing of Jim Harbaugh, it's the NCAA deserved it. Like, it's not fucking <laughs> 1963 anymore. Yeah. It's It, it seems it, almost childish. Like, anybody can do it. So just put the microphones in the helmet, let the quarterback call the play on the field, and be done with it. Yeah, and I was listening to... Uh, they're not on the Belly Up Network, so I'm not going to plug another show. Well, I'm going to tell because I love it. Uh, the Trill Withers show. They're talking about how apparently in, in like the 90s, you couldn't send scouts to other schools because the money was too much. So the good schools would just send scouts everywhere, but the bad schools wouldn't because they wouldn't want to spend the money. And so they outlawed it. Like it's It's ridiculous. I think it's just something like that. The college football needs to get up to the times it's 2023 they need to just figure it the fuck out yeah. uh to speak of figure it the fuck out i i want your thoughts kieran on the bowl ban 
for teams that recently moved up to FBS. Because right now, the two most recent teams to move up to FBS, uh, JMU, who did it last year, two years ago, and Jacksonville State are bowl eligible. They cannot compete in a bowl game because teams moving up from FCS to FBS are not allowed to compete in bowl games. And the Virginia Attorney General requested the NCAA to give JMU a waiver to compete in a bowl game. They were also eligible last year. And Charlie Baker said no. Cannon, do you agree with this uh, bowl ban? I don't. It's not a ban. It's just a waiting period. But yeah, so it it's twofold for me because one is, uh, I think that if if the rule is there, it should be followed. Okay, now. And that, and that goes for everything, right? If the rule is there, it should be followed. But at the same time, I'm wondering why that rule was even introduced. Like, I don't know enough about the NCAA governance to go back and figure out why this two-game or two-year bowl probation, I guess you could call it, was even enacted in the first place. I think it's a it's a probably a dumb thing, and it's maybe because, like, too many they probably implemented because too many teams were flipping, you know, between BCS and FBS and whatever, you know, doing all this things. And I, I kind of get where they're coming from, but at the same time, uh, at the same time, I think it's dumb because teams are now competing for bowl games to so just let them compete. Um, so it's too I, <clears throat> I think to borrow a phrase from the NFL, I think it's to protect the shield more or less. They don't want an upstart FCS team coming up and beating. It's probably not going to happen often, but beating a traditional powerhouse. They don't want that look. They think it's a bad look. But also, hey, NCAA, bowl games are fucking meaningless now. Yeah, you've ruined that. With the BCS and the cultural play, bowl games do not matter right now unless it's one of three games. Mm-hmm. And if you're not playing for the college football playoffs, you're not. It doesn't fucking matter. You got guys sitting out every year. Yeah. Let them make it a relegation their... thing. Oh, I would be down for that 100%. But even so, like, just let them play in the bowl game. Let them compete. You already have a billion bowl games. And every year you decide that some team under 500 is going to play in a bowl game and you have to go to their academic strength like no just let the new guys play in a bowl game it's it's ridiculous i i hate it and i think it also shows though we had hopes for charlie baker i think this just shows it's new man in charge same old ncaa yeah yeah i don't think he's getting enough done quickly enough to make it i don't want to say worthwhile because that seems pointless but like for him as the the new guy in charge, there was a lot of hope behind him as well. Kind of like, okay, finally we've got someone who's a competent person at the helm. Whether it, you know, whatever their previous career was, we've got a competent person, and they are the new shining billboard face, whatever you want to refer to him as, uh, of the NCAA. And you're like, great make these fixes that we've been telling you to make for the last 20 years. And you're and it's just, it's disappointment after disappointment. And I don't know whether it's a legal thing that he has to go through this whole chain of bureaucracy, but like, come on, speed it up. That That's part of it. But also he's worse. He's used to working through the chain of bureaucracy. He was a Republican governor in Massachusetts. Right. right. Like, and look, you should know better. Have- I have a lot of respect for Charlie Baker. I've met him. I think he's a very nice person. I think he's a very cool person. I think he's very intelligent. I think he's a very good job. He did a very good job as governor of Massachusetts. This makes me respect him a little less. Mm. Because maybe not this, but when Mark Emmert was there making his dumbass decisions, right? He stuck to him. Mm. He's like, nope, I already made my decision. This is what we're doing. Charlie Baker's flip flop into public pressure, and I don't know if you want that as president of the NCAA. No, you definitely don't, because it, it like if you, it's one of those you give an inch, you take they take a mile. 
situations and with Emory, you didn't have that. No. And that's the only nice thing I can say about Mark Emory. Man stuck to his convictions. Yeah. And fair play and, to him for that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, earlier in the season, if Tez Walker and UNC were bitching about his transfer eligibility, Mark Emory would say, I don't give a shit. I already made my decision. Fuck off. I'm done yeah. talking about this. But, but yeah, I think it's a dumb rule that never should have been in place. And I think JMU and Jacksonville State should be allowed to play in a bowl game. Uh, and also, I want Jacksonville State to play in a bowl game. I want South Carolina to play in a bowl game. And I want, whatever it is, we're calling it the Cock Bowl. Yes. That's, that's just happening. Like, yes. I don't care. Uh, speaking of hilarious things, by the way, inappropriate juvenile things. Uh, Army has announced they're going to the American Athletic Conference as a football-only member, and as Notre Dame is flirting with the ACC constantly, Notre Dame just needs to join the Big Ten, but regardless, uh, there's two true independents left in college football, Kiernan. It's Notre Dame. Nope. They're flirting. They're in a situation oh, oh, with the ACC. Okay, so you're not claiming them as the... No. Okay. No, they have commitment issues, but they're in a situation ship. Okay. Well, do you do you want me to do the big reveal, or you? Uh, I I can do it. I think. Okay. Uh, do you know what this means, though? With the two left. Yes. The Cumble. Yes. Will decide yes. the independent champion. Yes. UConn and UMass are one of them. Will be the independence champion. Phenomenal. And it puts a little bit more pizzazz in the Cumble. And I'm looking up that game right now, and I almost just looked up Cumble. That would not. <laughs> oh, November 25th. Damn it. I was going to try and go to that game, but I might be at uh, BC versus Miami. That's a Oof. shame. Darn it, Kevin. Damn, that's a crying shame. <laughs> Absolutely distraught. I'll, I'll talk to Jared. I'll see what Jared says this weekend. I'll see if we're going to the BC Miami game or if he wants to go to the Cumble instead. A real man's game. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, Kieran, now that we're actually, no, since we're already talking about come, yes. can we talk about <laughs> Gus that was a segue? That was a segue. Can we talk about Gus Johnson? <laughs> uh, yeah, go on. Uh, for those who did not watch the Ohio State Penn State game, Karen, and I'm sorry, this is all we're going to talk about it this week. I promise. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. had a massive game. Mm hmm. And every time he made a big play, Gus Johnson would scream Maserati Marv. It would sound like he needed to change his pants and take a cold shower after. What the so fuck weird. was that? He said it, it was, like 50 times. It was so weird. And like we know we know and love Gus Johnson for being the, the you know the the hype man for big plays and you know his uh his recordings or his audio over plays is phenomenal. But that was like a weird thing he really kept harping on. Like, I don't know if he was trying to relive the glory days of uh, Marvin Harrison Sr. or the dad, but it was it was weird that he kept alluding I, to the Maserati Mav thing. I was uncomfortable. Yeah, seriously. I just listeners at home, I was about as as uncomfortable listening to that as you probably were hearing me say Cumble and Gus Johnson coming. Like, that's how uncomfortable I was that whole game. So I yeah. just had to pass that along to you. That was terrible. It was. It, it And I, like you said, love Gus Johnson. I think he is one of the best sports broadcasters in the country right now. Yes, 100%. But the Maserati Marv thing has me rethinking that. I can't. Yeah, he, he's going to be the one looking at film after that week, just going, maybe I should back off that. <laughs> He's going to take himself off of every Ohio State game he's on the rest yeah. of the year. All right, so now that we're done talking about bodily fluids, uh, Kerry, want to talk about the AP Top 25? Let's do it. All right. James Madison is ranked there, number 25. I don't know if, we, if that was last week or this week, but they are. Uh, USC is dropping six spots, number 24, after their loss to Utah. Uh, UCLA is moving up two to 23. 
and Tulane. Tulane is up one to 22. Tennessee is down four to 21. And Duke is down four to 20. We'll just stop there. Ken, any thoughts? Uh, what a fall from grace USC has had this past two weeks. It's like they went from potentially challenging for a playoff spot to absolutely dog shit, you know, in terms of the AP poll in, well, technically a week, but two weeks time. You know, one loss, though, you can bounce back from pretty easily. Two losses, right. you can't. You're done. No. Yeah, you're done. And now you have people talking about Caleb Williams sitting out and Lincoln Riley going to coach wherever Caleb has been drafted. Oh, that, that would be so garbage. I would love every minute of it because that team would have all the hype and that would lose like 10 games. Yeah, it'd be great. Uh, moving on. Air Force moving up three to nineteen with their seven and zero start. Woo, go Air Force! This is their first seven zero start since like the nineties, I think. So and look, I was in Colorado Springs this year. Maybe I'm the good luck charm. Alabama stopped there. They won one actually, but they stopped their run of four consecutive Natty appearances once I left Tuscaloosa. So any college football team listening to this, just pay for my movement. And give me a stipend, and you will be have your best season in years. Just saying. Uh, Louisville up three to 18. South Carolina down seven to 17. Missouri up four. And LSU up four to 15. Karen, any thoughts on those? Uh, apart from go Air Force, not really. I think Louisville's been doing really well this year um when they beat notre dame they beat them fairly convincingly at least in my opinion uh and that was two weeks ago so i mean i'm excited for louisville to see how far they can climb that's true uh also i feel like missouri is a sneaky seven and one yes i was surprised to see them up there i as an sec fan i knew that but i didn't realize that until like last week two weeks ago Mm -hmm. that they were doing this well so you love to see it. Uh, LSU, uh, they're going to lose this week. Mm-hmm. They're playing at Alabama. So Yeah, they have no chance. Yep. Uh, Notre Dame up 1 to 14. Utah up 1 to 13. Ole Miss up 1 to 12. Oregon State up 1 to 11. And Penn State down 3 to 10. Kiernan, you're still top 10. Congrats. It's pretty good. Uh, I feel like Utah should be above Ole Miss because Ole Miss beat Auburn. And Utah beat USC. Like yeah. those are pretty different wins, but but also shout out Oregon State. We're proud of you. Or the I'm real OSU. You <laughs> goddamn right. <laughs> Fuck you, Ohio State and Oklahoma State, bitches. Such a weird uh, thing to be mad about. <laughs> Ohio State fans would be pissed. Oh, yeah. Also, because Ohio State fans is not OSU, they're the OSU. Exactly. Dumbest fucking thing ever. I hate it. It's so annoying. Uh, next up, number nine, and this is the reason why I decided to delete the file that was my suicide note. Alabama, back in the top ten. Love to see it. Uh, Oregon up one to number eight, and Texas up one to number seven. Any thoughts, Kiernan? Uh, my only thought is how unfazed I was when you said I retracted my suicide note as if that was just a common thing. <laughs> I mean, with me, it is. I mean, I've known Kevin for so long. It's just like, yeah, he's talking out of his ass. I, I think I should read our text conversation from Saturday. Let's not and say we did. Uh, no, I'm going to read it. Uh, only the Alabama stuff. All right, yeah, yeah. Uh, we just let a dude named Squirrel catch a touchdown on us. You responded, <laughs> devastating. I sent the Napoleon, there's nothing we can do meme. And then six minutes later, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. It had said the kid saying Jesus Christ meme. I sent a dude tying toilet paper around his, <laughs> around his neck and around the curtain rod and just jumping. And then at 7.02, you okay when, now? <laughs> After Alabama. It was so funny. So two, 
an hour and a half later, Alabama like absolutely storms into lead. I don't know if the game was over at that point yet, but I just go, you okay now? I just go, yes. And then I sent the meme, oh boy, I am so excited to watch my favorite team play. I'm going to kill myself. Nice, we won. Uh, which I think is pretty fair. And then almost three hours later, Kieran texts me, I am so drunk. Yeah. I don't know why I texted you that, but I don't either. I was confused, to be honest with you. I I might have trying. I might have been trying to tell somebody else that because I don't think in context that makes any sense. No, I mean it. I don't necessarily have an issue with you texting me that, but it's like, what can I do about this, Kieran? Yeah. First <laughs> off, I can't make you metabolize alcohol faster. Yeah. Second of all, I am in a completely different state, nowhere near you. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what I was doing. Clearly, I not. But you know. Say lovey. Fair. Uh, all right. So there's your top twenty-five, and me being unhinged during college football games. Dude, we didn't even get to five through one. Or... Oh, there. Were, yeah, there, you're right. We got to go back. Uh, there were no changes. Oh, Oklahoma oh, you're just six. doing changes. I see. Yeah. Okay. We've been doing that all year. I just, I'm making sure. Jesus Christ. It has been like almost three weeks. Oklahoma 6, Washington 5, Florida State 4, Ohio State 3, Michigan 2, and Georgia 1. No, you're right, Karen. I think we did go through the top four every week, not just counting changes. So, my bad. You're right. Uh, So, yeah, there's your AP Top 25. Now, we're going to – we already talked about USC, but – Lincoln Riley did not make any of his players available to the media after the Utah loss, electing only for himself to speak to the media. I have strong thoughts on this, Karen, and what do you think about coaches doing this? Fucking weak. Weak, weak, weak. I, I understand that you want to shield your guys from criticism, and you know you want to take... You know, you're the adultier adult in this situation, and, you know, it ultimately... It comes down to you and your play calling and or your offensive coordinator's play calling. But, like, you need those guys to be in there to face tough questions, to be able to respond when they're not playing well. And I think not allowing them to do that is is detrimental. Uh, I, I think they need to – that's an adversity that they can face. Like, right there, you know, hey, you played like shit. Do you have anything – do you have any reason why? And then – They'll say, no, I played like shit, and then just be done with it, right? It's a very simple, clean answer. But shielding your guys like that, I think, is a worse look than it than he me- meant it to be. I think <clears throat> if they lost because the refs fucked them, I can kind of see that a little bit more because you don't want your players, who are still kids, really, mm-hmm. going out there and running their mouth saying, the refs fucked us, this is bullshit, fuck yeah. the NCAA, fuck the Pac-12. So I can see that. But if they just played, played poorly, I think this reflects negatively on, I don't even want to say the players. I, I think oh, teams no. might look at it and be concerned. I think this is strictly Lincoln Riley's ego. I think he likes being the center of attention, good or bad, and I think that's part of the reason why he sat his players out. He wants to be the guy. He wants all attention on him. Well, he's got it. I also have no respect. Yeah, I also have no respect for Lincoln Riley for pulling a my mom on Oklahoma, <laughs> just leaving in the dead of night. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's abandoning them. Yeah, and and I actually have a point to the the whole sitting your players out. Like, and I know this is probably extremely biased, but um, Drew Aller after the Penn State lost to uh osu he was visibly upset i mean verging on tears if not actually crying and while you know it's a tough loss and i i definitely think he played worse than normal um and i i 100 think the pressure got to him but like there you go like either whether it was james franklin's decision to send him out there or his or his own it's like he went out there he stood in front of people he got asked tough questions you know tough questions after a a pretty bad loss and pretty bad performance and he he just like yeah i we got to do better and and that was it right now it's over 
Now it's reset time on to the next week type thing, which I think is, is a, um, is good for him as an individual to, to be able to do something like that. Yeah. And I think it shows mental fortitude that NFL mm-hmm. teams would like. And Karen, mm-hmm. I know I said, we weren't going to talk about this game. I have a question can. for you. How much of that do you think was drew Aller, and how much of that do you think was play calling? Because I was watching that game and mm-hmm. to win big rivalry games like that, where you're both good teams, you need to make big plays. And it seems like Penn State was trying to avoid big plays, giving up big plays to the Ohio State defense by not going for big plays on offense, which you can't win a game against a team like Ohio State mm-hmm. without making some big plays. And Penn State's good, don't get me wrong, but Ohio State is going to get theirs. Yes. So you got to try and get yours. Yeah, I, I absolutely, I, I think it, it's definitely a 50-50, uh, you know, 50-50, half a dozen in one situation. But it's, I, I think Drew Aller really needs to step up in those big games. You know, your, your next big opponent, whether you like it or not, I mean, not actually physically next, but, you know, the, the next big test is, is Michigan. And you're going to have to prove that you can play in the big games and whether he was trying to, you know, check down for a safer pass five yards over the middle, it just, it didn't work. Uh, and I think that the play calling didn't allow him to show his arm because he does have a fucking can in that kid. And I don't think that, uh, I don't know whether, you know, uh, the offensive coordinator or Franklin were afraid that he might throw an interception, but at least let him fucking sling it out there. And see what happens, especially early on. You know, get him, get him in the in the groove of throwing long, and then we'll we'll work back from that. But so it was a definitely 50-50 split. Yeah. Also, I mean, the Penn State defense is good enough. If he throws a oh, bomb yeah. and it's picked, it's an arm punt. You you their defense can stop or, or show an ability to slow down Ohio State. Oh my God, that was that was literally the best defensive performance I think I've ever seen. And, and that's not just saying that, you know, we shut out Delaware 63 to nothing or anything like that. I don't really care about that. We, we the Penn State defense, I have never seen them play that well. That was either a masterclass in play calling for Manny Diaz or the players just wanted it. Be, but that was literally two side, two opposite sides of the coin because the offense played like shit and the defense played out of their fucking minds. It was brilliant. It must be how Iowa fans feel. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, that but, makes a lot of sense. But it, and look, I would understand not just airing it out early in the game because you, you don't know how your defense is going to play week in, week out, especially against okay, maybe yeah. Penn State's first real test mm-hmm. this year, yeah, Ohio absolutely. State. So you don't know. Be safe first quarter, first half. Once you see what your defense is doing, yeah, fucking rip it, dude. Yeah. Maybe it'd be safe to start a drive, and then once you get a sustained drive, just to give the defense a little breather because you don't want them getting tired out, start airing it out. You need to score points to win these games. Mm -hmm. So, I, in my opinion, I put, and I know I've doubted Drew Aller, I put more of the onus on James Franklin and whoever the fuck your offense coordinator is. Dude, I, there's been... It's been a rotating door there. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> or it felt like a rotating door. I should really check. Mike Yurkic. There you go. That's why I don't know it. What, how long has he been there? I genuinely been there, don't know. He has been their offensive coordinator for two years now. Okay. So shows you how much I fucking pay attention. But also, the... Penn State offense has never been anything to write about. Like they, they're not terrible. They're not like Iowa. Oh, let's see if we can score twenty five points a game average. Mm. But they're not good. Yeah, I mean the real the the only real, uh, really good season we had was like 2016, 2017 with Saquon in the backfield when the yeah. threat of him running was so dire for other teams that they literally had no choice but to send an extra linebacker or, you know, a corner at him. And he would still break that, but it left receivers, I mean, 
wide open. And that was literally the only time that you could say that the Penn State offense was a legitimate juggernaut. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I think they'll bounce back. I'm curious to see how, with the lesson they learned, how they'll do against Michigan mm-hmm. and with Michigan not stealing their signs. Yes. Uh, big question mark there. Nope, sorry. I'm, I'm kidding. Not sign stealing. Just a fan of the game. Yes. I still can't get over that name. Uh, Connor Stallions. That's a the fakest name I've ever heard. Connor Connor Stallions is the name that you give male porn stars. A hundred percent. Or also just if you just want to fuck around in like a player career and you're like, oh, I'll be the Broncos quarterback. What's a name? Yeah. Connor Stallions. Yes. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal name. It's gonna be my it's a uh, great name, but it's, it's gonna be my good. alias. From, from now on, it's, <laughs> I am not giving it anymore. I'm Connor Stallions. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, speaking, and we mentioned how I have no respect for Lincoln Riley. I also have no respect for Dabo Sweeney. For those who saw the game, the Miami-Clemson game this week, it went to double overtime. They tried a read option with Cade Klubnik late to try and tie it back up in overtime because... Uh, Miami scored and Kate Klubnick tried to evade the tacklers got tackled. Clemson lost the game. Dabo after the game immediately goes, I don't know what he was doing. That's not, that wasn't the play call. Why the fuck do people want to play for Dabo? I would say past success, but yeah, it's been like six years. Yeah. Since they last won. Yeah. And it's, three since they uh since they even made it yeah so it's it it's baffling Dabo is maybe the least likable coach in college football I think Mel Tucker slightly takes that but technically he's fired so yeah yeah he's not a coach (laughs) he is not an active college football (laughs) coach so uh it is Dabo congrats Dabo I I texted some friends and I was like, I wonder how Dabo is going to relate this loss to Jesus. I haven't yeah. seen it yet, but I'm curious. Like, I feel like he'll come out one day and like, Oh, the season's not going to plan. Like, what do you think? Well, you know, we'll say some adversity, Jesus Christ. He was in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights and he came out on top. So we just got to get through this desert and then we're going to be back. Also, oh, if he says this, I'm going to yeah, it's fuck. It's a fucking terrible line, but it you can see Dabo saying. I do. I, I that that's the actual issue I'm having with it. That's why I call it garbage. I'm like, oh, that is something he fucking say. Yeah, it's it's so bad that he would 100 percent say it. This is the same man who said he built his program in the name, image, and likeness of Jesus Christ. Dabo is a fucking clown. He's blaming like a 19 year old on his offensive coordinator being fucking shitty. You put up seven points on Duke. You think we're really going to believe you blaming your quarterback on a bad offensive play call? Yeah. I Like, does he expect us to believe it, or is he just saying that to have it on record? I, I think he's saying it to have it on record, hoping in four weeks people will kind of forget how the game win or something, and then be like, oh, yeah, no, that was, Clay, that was Cade Klubnick's fault. Dabo should keep his job. I personally yeah. think they should fire him. Uh, it's been six, seven years of mediocre returns, four of shit, where he hasn't made a national championship. And he can't, once he started, I think how you can tell if a coach is good or if he's great is once they have sustained success and their coordinators start getting taken away for head coaching jobs, how they do after that. And he hasn't done that. He, They had two, three years where they won natties, and then their coordinators started leaving, and they've just not been good. Mm-hmm. So I think Dabo needs to be fired. Uh, he is a disaster. I hate him. He's annoying. Does he have a massive buyout like everyone else or no? Um, he might, I know he has a higher, if he goes to Alabama, it's decreased, but Mm -hmm. 
Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm not seeing it, although he apologized for an insensitive joke. Oh, he said someone's probably on suicide watch. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, uh, after the game this weekend, a reporter asked Swinney, or Sweeney if the team has ever employed sports psychologists to help players during a slump like this, and Sweeney la just laughed before making a comment. We got him. He's probably on suicide watch right now. Uh, I don't think that's that bad of a joke. No. I it's not that. great. You don't want your no. coach to say it, but... But, yeah, yeah, you understand. Yeah. But I don't know what his buyout is. I think it, it's probably big. He's got a big contract. And now, Kiernan, the last, speaking of firings, not really a firing, we have voiced our issues with Pat McAfee on college football, or on college game day, excuse me. Uh, he announced that he has not signed a contract for next season, and he is not sure if he will be returning. I, my issue with Pat McAfee is not necessarily his personality. I, I think his personality is fine. He's entertaining enough. Mm -hmm. I, I think my issue is, first off, wherever game day is, that's who he's picking to win the game. Like, it does not matter. There's no other thought behind it. He's like, oh, we're in this wonderful college town. These people are so nice. Their food is so good. I'm picking them to win the game with yeah. no thoughts behind it. And also just not fully understanding the history of, I don't want to say college football, but of college game day, of the traditions of it, of it. It's, it's nice once in a while, but having them be a regular, I don't think has worked out at all. No, it, it, it's one of those things where you're like, as an entertaining guest, he's probably fine. You know, if you had him on maybe once a month, you could manage that, but like as a a full time person, it's just kind of like it. It's not pointless. It's just it's uh, almost tedious and annoying. So he's. He, I think he's better off doing something else, his own talk show and all that jazz. Like let him do that stuff because he's better at it. It's more fun, and you know he his rants and you know ravings can be taken with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah. It, I, I don't know. Uh, I also think this might be Lee Corso's last year on game day. Probably. Uh, I, we, we've been saying that for years though, but his exchange this past weekend with Kirk Herb street, where he's like, I love you, buddy. Thank you so much for like all you've done for me. That sounds like someone who's nearing the end of game yeah. day of their appearances on game day. I just want to be clear when I say nearing the end, I do not need of life. Well, that too. He is 88, but no, we don't want that way. I hope he lives to 140, but I think he's going to retire at the end of the year. I, I just have a feeling with that one exchange, that's kind of his way of starting to say his goodbyes. Yeah. And, Again, and, to the game day crew. Yes. Yes. And, and it's, it's, it's good. I mean, granted, he probably should have been off air a little earlier. Um, but I think it's a, it's a, if this is his final year, then it's, you know, good. Like it's, it's time for either new blood or, you know, get, getting a better chemistry with like a fourth commentator or whatever. So I think that'll be better. I think game day has done a good job though, of starting to roll back his appearances, not mm -hmm. having him on the entire show anymore, just doing the picks, uh, and he could do that. They could just have him do the helmet pick every or the mascot head pick every week and then Be roll him back, roll him back to his trailer. But yeah, so that's going to suck. That's going to be the end of an era era, but who knows? And maybe McAfee will be good once he's not competing with Corso's antics and he can just be who he wants to be on there. I think he's basically doing that. But I think when you're not comparing it to Corso and what game day used to be, I think it might work better. I'm not sure. I may be giving it a year after Corso. But if Corso's not done after this year, I do not want Pat McAfee yeah. for another three years. But yeah, so there you have it. 
it's a bit longer. Ah, this is about on par with what we've been doing, but we've we're gone for two weeks or for a week, week and a half. We had a lot to talk about. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about, and a lot of shit happened. Again, thank you to college football for waiting a week to get all your shenanigans out of the way. We really appreciate it. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Yeats. Head over to yeatsofficial.com, promo code TAILGATE for 10% off your order. Uh, they are great sunglasses. I love them. I wear them whenever I can, and you should too. And they're not that expensive either. They're like nice, good quality sunglasses for pretty cheap. So, 10% off your order, promo code TAILGATE at eatsofficial.com. Everyone have a good, safe, fun weekend. Uh, don't throw up in your living room after drinking too much. And I don't guess. get behind <laughs> the wheel if you do drink too much. But still drink plenty. Drink a lot. I know I will be. I'm going to a Halloween party. Uh, I'm going as a fairy godmother because the theme is fairy tales. Ed Kiernan, I went all out for this. Fantastic. I can't wait to see pictures. I I will send you a picture. I don't know if I'll post pictures because I'll be wearing a skirt and a corset. Oh, it's going to be immaculate. Oh, it's going to be terrible once I get hammered. But everyone have a good, safe, fun Halloween weekend. We will be back next week with another great episode of Tailgate in the Quad. Bye. Good night. So they wanted a stable presence, a guy without a lot of scandal, so they hired someone who killed Stu. Yeah, the LSU way. Just going to put that out there just so uh, we don't get sued. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, well, thank you for that. I'm not sure whether I should be offended or taken as a compliment, but, but you know, go on. Put them both in a jousting tournament. It, none of it matters. Texas A&M's going to go 8-4 this year, and half those kids are going to transfer. Are you sure? Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. <laughs>